Okay, I'm recording, so... All levels good? Yeah. Everybody get situated and we'll start. Alright, take pictures of everybody. Ah All right, you got shots, everyone? Yeah. Welcome, Anna. Welcome to the 28th. Making that up. Welcome to the 28th Chainsaw Buffet. It's been a while. When's it since the last Kajunka Johns? Was that the last? Kajunka Con was the Kajunka last. Kajunka Con. With the oh, I'm so late. I bought tickets and didn't even go. I just wasted like fifty dollars. I didn't even show up. Fifty dollars? Well, I bought a pair of tickets. Right? They were twenty-five piece. Twenty. Seriously, did not miss much. Oh, really? Really. <laughs> I feel so bad. I mean, like, you go off the elevator, and the first thing you see, like, front and center of the whole little area there is us. It was kind of cool. So, we were, you know, after all that I, shit about, like, giving you guys a table and everything, and, and, you know, may not have room and all that crap, it was not a big deal. No. So, by the statement, not missing much, uh, that's excluding us. No, because no, we were there. No, you that's missed a lot. No, that's including us. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> Uh, that's sad because, like, I, I posted the the podcast on their forums, and, and the the dude there submitted us to dig, and was like, "Yeah, you know, really happy to be interviewed by us." And, and all all we've given them is just, "Yeah." I, I'm not saying they're not fine, upstanding people. I'm saying that the yeah, it was it was a bunch of teenagers in a com- yeah. in a uh, convention center lobby. We, we like to refer to this as opportunity for growth, with air quotes. Thanks, boss. <laughs> so let's do a quick uh, let's do a quick run around and a catch up since it's been a while, a couple months almost, really. Uh, about a month, yeah. About a month well, or so. Yeah, a little month and a half. Um, what what what's going on with you? What, what's happened to you in the last couple months, Dylan? What have you done? Uh, are we his name right? Did you catch that? Yep. Like actually, I'm not <laughs> Nathan or Daryl. I guess or... these name tag things working out, aren't they? Yeah. Oh man. Flashcards. Um, <laughs> don't start with me. I don't know where to start on this. Start with someone else. John, jump in there. Since Christmas, my life has been Persona 4. That's, it's been it. I, I just finished it Friday, 61 hours later. And uh, I'm a better person for it. Uh, not a better a person. Uh, I am not a meteorologist, but in Persona 4, it was raining bitches. <laughs> Skanky bitches or just your regular? Uh, just just your regular run-the-mill 15-year-old anime bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Could you speak a little bit clearer into the microphone and say your name? Oh. The police would like a word with you. Uh, yes. if, if they want to uh, talk about things I may or may not have done with uh, fictional characters and the police are wasting their time. Oh, speaking of, of, of the pedophiles, have you have you heard of the poor um, kids that are going to jail for child pornography? Two 16-year-old boys, because two 15-year-old girls took photos of themselves naked with their cell phones and texted it to their boyfriends. 
showing them their boobs, and they got their phones confiscated, and the teacher, like, flipped it open and, like, saw all the naked 15-year-old girls, and, like, now they're facing child pornography charges. Kids these days. Yeah, kids these days, in, wow. into the... Because nobody ever did that. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was never, was there was never any screwing around at 15 Kids all days. That's actually interesting, because it's an interesting problem... If they can, just on that basis, do what they did... Yeah, it's, totally know, the int- it's totally following a letter of the law instead of the intent. Right. But someone was telling me a story the other day where he was having problems because he was getting random picture messages from a chick who would, thought she was texting her boyfriend was actually sending pictures and everything else. You know, I, I didn't know the guy. This was someone else telling me about it. But could you imagine if... You just put in the wrong text number, and suddenly, potentially, you have pornography. If I was those chicks, you know, I'd grab a cell phone and snap some shots and text it to the DA and the judge and you know, the police commissioner, <laughs> and like, let's let's have a real conversation uh, now. <laughs> you know, an entire town put away for child pornography. <laughs> oh, so uh, it's like so the Neverland Ranch all over again. <clears throat> What's happening with you, Nathan? allegedly? Well, uh, the two biggies, uh, you know, real life things is, you know, Chris and I are working on getting to our house. Exciting times there. Um, besides that, I have been sucked back into Warcraft. And oh my god, I've been playing Warcraft like nonstop for these last three weeks. Partially because of Jeff over there and Drew downstairs, but uh, it's, uh, the game is addicting. So addictive. But the cool thing is, is, um, you know, patch came out, not the patch, but the, the latest release, Wrath of the Lich King, and it is so much more enjoyable than any other uh, release that they've done. Like, the quests are almost, like, a lot of the quests like are almost on really cool mini-game levels, so you're doing, the, like, these really interactive quests where you're controlling, you know, these giant, you know, colossal beings and everything else, and there's, like, sky fighting you do, where you're, you're like, this little gnomish sky fighter shooting uh, creatures out of the air. It's really quite amazing the things they did to so expand. So you have aerial, aerial gnome, red baron style combat going on. Yeah, I mean, and at you no actually, point are we feeling wow has jumped the shark here and no stretching the lore. I mean, no, I don't think they are at all. I mean, this is you know you you have flying dragon powered. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's all gnomish inventions. Wacky, you know? <laughs> so they, they're all kind of wonky and crazy. But you get to do some really neat things. In some points, you are riding dragon bot, dragon bot back. I can't even talk, and uh, you know, knocking down Azure dragons. And it's all integrated in a much more um, streamed storyline. Like the entire instance, well, I should say, the entire expansion is like a story arc, and everything's connected. So even those people who are just storyline driven, you know, your more you know RPG server kinds, really, you know, it's really. You know, engrossing there. It's pretty cool. If if you're like level fifty five or above. Yeah, well you do have to, to you know, do the pain and get up to the level needed in order to get into Northrend, but you know, the old game is still good too, so it's all fun. So, um you guys recall when I was talking a lot about the stock stuff and everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm destitute. Um what? on the street. You know that didn't work out too well. No, I'm 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 doing okay there, but I'm not uh, uh, making money. But realizing that you gotta have a shitload of money to make enough money to really be like living high off of that, and I'm not there yet. Um, but I don't know. I got some ideas around that vein. I think I'm gonna start into 
Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing over these past year. I redid my blog. Ooh. Yeah, Yay. looks good. Yeah, redid that on there. So have we given you enough time, Dylan, to come up with the answer? Um, yeah, I guess so. I didn't know, like, are we going real life? Are we going gaming? Uh, <laughs> it's such an open-ended Games question. Gaming Remember what you real. said about creativity? Okay, yeah, yeah so gaming-wise, uh, played Fable 2, it sucked. Played Fallout 3, it sucked. Probably played something else, and it sucked, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I played... I, I haven't finished Fallout 3 or Fable 2, because I've just gotten off. Because they both them. suck so well, hard. No, no, I really liked... And and I think we're probably going to talk about that later. Better man than I to stop early in the sucking and not complete it. No, I really the dip. You know, you got to stop early. I I really liked both of those those games, and uh, like I said, we'll probably talk a little more about that since I know you said you had something to say at one point about them. No, I have more things to say about a PlayStation 3 because I actually uh-huh. own one now. So I've got a whole Yay. list of rants on the PlayStation wow. 3. I foresee us having an argument here in about but, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Enjoy. Fable 2 ended up being like... I ended up screwing around with rent and you know, or buying houses to rent out and all the little job mini-games and stuff like that, which is kind of sad. Did and anybody here do the pub games? Oh, hell no. Okay, because from what I heard, the whole... Hey, there's going to be repercussions if you cheated at pub games. There was no repercussions if you oh, cheated yeah. at pub games, and you basically got to cheat and have infinite supply of money. And yeah, that was it. And so. uh, Fallout Three, I really got into just because of the storyline of the open-ended aspect. You know, that's totally going to show up on the on the recording, right? You messing around with the cats and the giggling. So, um, <laughs> while Dylan stresses over the pussy play, we will uh, <laughs> submit into the drinks. What, what, and, and this is something we've all been kind of doing while we've been away. We all have lined up something. Um, mine has been pre-ordered. Uh, <laughs> we even that's a level we're at now. Stuff. We are pre-ordering beverages oh, yeah. uh, to sample, but that's for another show. Uh, what do we have, Nathan? Well, that uh, was... Back One. during the high times, back before the recession hit, we had the, you know. <laughs> anyway, so Crystal during uh, during Christmas, you know, we we did the whole stocking things, and we tend to try to get each other crazy things for our stocking stuffers. So one of the things that Crystal got me was wasabi ramene. So you know, it seemed to really fit the bill for what we try to do here. You know, it's ramene, it's wasabi. We'll see how it goes. But then to top it off, we have two really great. Now, they're not drinks, but they're just kind of little side acts here that goes with it. Side acts. One of which is uh, to kind of get rid of that wasabi burning feel. We do have wasabi gumballs. That doesn't get rid of it at all. Um, so that should help. But then, this particular find was one that we actually found at the gas station. I think Jen was the one that pointed it out when we were there. Is tequila worm suckers. These suckers are tequila flavored, and they have, they in fact have... A real tequila worm in the middle. So for this uh, oh, podcast, and they're sugar free. I, uh, and they are sugar free for those of you who they're, are. They're conscious. not bad. They're popular in Texas, um, so I'm kind of surprised to see them here. But but they have a real tequila worm in the well, middle. Well, real tequila has the worm in the bottle. Well, this is true. But uh, anyway, so I, I guess what I propose here is that we'll kind of blow through the uh, wasabi ramen. And through the rest of the podcast, we're going to blow through chunks. We can uh, we can work on these tequila worm suckers. In fact, 
I think my challenge is that, that we don't remove them from our mouths if, if at all possible. <laughs> and see what happens. I, I just really had this great idea of once you get down to the worm and you start feeling the feet kind of grab your, your tongue while you're trying to do the sucker. It's going to be excellent. I, I do want to point out that you realize that means the uh, the rest of the podcast is going to be... You can talk with suckers. Uh, I've, been, I've been sick this weekend, so I may bow out of the tequila sucker. So I have lined up with a bottle of water and a glass of milk. I will do the wasabi, but I mean, I think that's about it. Well, the thing about Ramane is it's the flavors are usually pretty weak. I mean, it's not like, you know... Well, I don't do hot, so already we're starting off bad. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... But because I will commit to the podcast for any beverage. <laughs> beverage. Beverage. Not, gumballs are not a beverage. Oh, but suckers clearly are... Well, I've had those before, so I'm not... I'm fine with that, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, that sounds like a worm. worm. You know, All right, so you I get drunk on. enough, you drink the worm. And Wow, that... That's a little pop. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Do you have more than one of those? Yeah. Have you ever had Ramen before? Get like the, um... Alright, are we doing like a shot worth? Yeah. Yeah, probably do it. Um, get like the next pop, like over by the microphone. That was like pretty cool. Last time we uh, tried to open a Ramen on microphone, it went everywhere, and then Dylan cut the podcast. Uh, yeah. But, like I said, Ramen generally, it it doesn't tend to be as strong. It feels hot in the glass. What? It does. It like, like very, the glass is it's got a very now. sweet, pleasant smell. Hang on, swan. It has that generic circus peanuts ramen uh, smell to it. Uh, and dead silence when I try to open this thing. Well, I, I hook I'm, up the diaphragm to the ramenade. Having uh, drank a lot of ramen, I'm convinced that its appeal is. Does that even? That doesn't even have the marble in it. Yes, it does. Oh, it does. Okay. Well, I was gonna say. I think that's enough. I think its real appeal is that it's been featured, it, you know, it's from Japan, it's been featured in anime. Once you start drinking it, you're like, yeah, this is neat, but I'm done. Okay, so, um, I guess bombs up. Oh. I'm waiting for the burning to start. I don't have any wasabi starting. taste. No. It, oh. it reminds me of Theraflu. Of course, that's what I've been drinking for the last two days, so that's Everything all I can tell you. It's got a slight little carbonation to it. Um, it it's like... It tastes watered, exactly it, like it smells. It, it, it It's like watered-down Pepsi, I think. Like I said, all Romanade tends to have that sort of watered-down taste as so, opposed to, like, American sodas, which are... Sugar flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's not true because I mean, um, in in Korea and in, in some of the other Japanese, you know, like the the Chilsung was the brand I like, but their their what we would call a Sprite type beverages are way fruity. I mean, just to the extreme. You know, like you think you're getting a Sprite, and it's like this sickening apple cherry mix or something. You know, you didn't think it could be sickening, but it can. I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not like a delicate thing. They, they have some beverages that are not even close. Have you guys been to the uh, Coke Museum in Atlanta? Yes. And you can sample all the Coke yeah. flavors from around the world. Don't try to throw I think me you and I went together in eighth grade. Do you remember me doing the every Coke from around the world screwdriver? The screwdriver from around the world. Yeah. It was horrible. But I drank the Nathan, entire thing. They are green. So. 
Considering that the wasabi ramen didn't do a whole lot wasabi-wise to us, it looks it like, of course, Mike, tea. into trying the gumball. This is I'll, I'll pass on that gumball, but you got any more ramen <laughs> Are you serious? This stuff is nasty. Well, oh wait. There's a ball I just in the, the crown damn ramen. Here, have another piece. Why is there a marble in the ramen? It's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. Like yeah. it's in theory, it keeps the liquid from spilling out, but of course that never works. There's like two little stoppers up at the top that you catch the marble with. Because I mean, it makes me think of like a paint can. Like now, it's like, wait a minute, am I drinking paint? Here, because there's a cheese. marble in the bottle. Well, I'll let you be my surrogate. So with the we we just now passed around the wasabi gumballs. <laughs> so I get a picture of that face. Um, I have to admit, it tastes like bee stings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this. The gumballs. You've been licking a bee sting and oh. don't. It's about as potent as the ramen it was, which this was not. It's not. Mm. Yeah, it's it kind of has a sweet flavor, and kind of tastes like feet. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got the feet taste. Give it to the cat. No. It's a gumball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Right. Oh, I think I just wisely did the fur on oh, that. Oh. So wrapping oh, it up, who all is involved on the tequila worm suckers? I'll pass, thanks. Mm-hmm. Dylan, you're oh, in. Give me the worm. John is the only one with a viable excuse. You're in, buddy. And Crystal. And Jeff's in. Oh. And Jen. And Jen's oh. in. And that, that, that worm's like right close to the surface, too. I mean, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, there's should, no way to fool yourself. Don't, we don't, should, uh, you can't, like, it's a gummy worm. How many licks it takes to get no. to, the, uh, to the worm of a tequila lollipop? I don't want to do this. I never made it without binding. <laughs> so everyone's unwrapping. Um, I'm just going to follow up on one of my own articles and an exercise in adult narcissism. Um... Back before Christmas, I posted an article about a holiday shopper's guide for Otaku. I mentioned uh, Coke Geass, which uh, I was watching over the holidays. And uh, mentioned one of the characters. Like, in her normal school uniform, she looks very uh, demure. Uh, but when she goes into her mech suit fighting, she just gets like a boob upgrade from like a B to a double D. Uh, I, there, there is another character in that show. Uh, I was watching season two last night on Adult Swim, and uh, just another one of those very quiet, uh, business-like women. You, and they show you say demure. No, I said demure, dumbass. Okay, um, I'm just gonna make fun of you. Well, too bad. Ugh. Now, with the tequila suckers here, um, I, w- I want you guys to look in the end with the worm, right? Because we got to get down to it for the podcast. Yeah, so. we got to yeah. work out the worm. Uh-huh. I'm still... No, no like, staying on the safe side. <laughs> I still have the aftertaste like of right the wasabi... The well, then you won't taste lucky the tequila. Normally, they do stick out the one side. You get wow, how in the world did you manage to... Crystal won the uh, the random worm lottery there with hers in the middle. Uh, wow. Mine's already on the surface. Uh, it's a sad thing. It's like you're just licking worm now. Pretty much. Hmm. Bring us back the old days. <laughs> <laughs> back when you were a kid. No, seriously, these were like a hot item down in Texas. Um, obviously, much more Hispanic population, so, you know, tequila suckers. 
Oh, a lot popular. And it's like, ooh, you know, I've got tequila sucker. I'm somehow a rebel, you know, at school because there's tequila in this. And it's like, no, no. there's not. It's just so is, that like, is that kind of like the whole big league chew effect, you know? Yes. You bought the big league exactly. chew. Exactly. It's like, look, I've got big league chew. It's like tobacco only. <laughs> It's bubble gum. Shredded up bubble gum. Or, or the, the shredded uh, beef stick. You know, that was even closer. You get the little beef stick oh, yeah, shredded just yeah. sticking your lip. Which, oh, by the way, I don't think this. they sell. I don't think it's legal to sell anymore the candy cigars and cigarettes. No, it's not. Really? No. I don't know if you guys remember. I remember getting the candy cigarettes oh. and having the one end that was lit. You know, there was like a little red. I, yeah, I remember the getting the bubble gum candy cigarettes that had the powder in them that you could... You know, blow into the end of it and it looked like smoke was coming out of it. Exactly. Those yes. weren't to so. teach people from. They're laughing at me. I cannot. Oh, I cannot. I, think I can feel the worm. Oh, don't don't say that. I'm Look at what was in the middle. No, it's closer to the edge. Uh-huh. Did we get a picture of this? Because we yeah. need to post a picture look of one it. of Yeah, these. I got a picture of all hey, of them. Look at me, see if that's what it is. I can't do that. I'm going to have to borrow my wife for about... to unearth this thing. I'm, I'm going to have to borrow my wife for about it. ten minutes once we're done here. <laughs> I can't do this. Nothing, love you. You are so bad. Getting so, close-up photography now of the worm. So, so yeah. Um, got a PS3. Well, first of all, the tale of getting the PS3. Uh, it, it, little little story on that. I, um... Uh, was picking up the PS3, buying it for Cicely for her present, uh, for Christmas. And while I was in there, I realized, you know, my brother has an Xbox 360, he has one controller, because he constantly is borrowing one of my controllers. Uh, when you people are coming up, I'm like, oh, I'll give him controller and some chargers or something like that. So I picked up, you know, a wireless controller for the Xbox. So I'm standing in the checkout line with a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360 <laughs> controller. Oh, and, I'm, and I'm like, nobody's saying anything to me, but I'm like, this is just too right of an opportunity. So while I'm checking out, I turn to the cashier, who uh, seems to know about, you know, PlayStation 3s and game consoles, because she said, ooh, you know, you're getting the, um, I got like the, I already learned my lesson with the Xbox, don't get the small hard drive version, because you'll be screwed later. You have to go ahead and just get the Elite, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm buying like the top end of that, and she was, she was smart, commenting, you know, that, hey, you're getting the $500 or whatever, PlayStation 3 or 4 uh, or whatever. 160 the gig. The 160 gig, yeah, model. And um, I told her, yeah, and I said, I picked up uh, this Xbox wireless controller, because I don't like the PlayStation 3 controllers. <laughs> <laughs> and she's giving me like this like blank look. She doesn't quite know how to, and so I just key off that. I'm like, well, these work together, because it says wireless game controller, and it says wireless game controller on the PlayStation 3, so I mean, they're both wireless, so they're compatible, right? You know, and giving her this blank look, and she's like, um... Sir, it doesn't. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. You know, like, don't, don't worry about that. You know, but um, I just, it's too good of an opportunity. You know, <laughs> how often do you be standing there and checking out like that? Um, so I have, fortunately, in good time, we bought a nice uh, LCD TV, 46 inch LCD TV, and um, hooked up the PlayStation. Now my Xbox, Red Ring to Death, like they all do after a year. Um, so I hooked it up in its slot, HDMI cable, plugged it in, and I wear glasses, but apparently not strong enough to read the fonts of a fucking PlayStation 3 console. What the fuck goes up with their dashboard 
and these tiny ass little fonts in the middle of the screen. I've got a 46 inch TV and these things are tiny as hell to read. I can't understand what the hell I'm clicking you don't on. Need to read you know you can uh, change the settings, right? I might be able to if I could read the settings and know what to change. I somehow stumbled into PlayStation Home. What the fuck is that? Like I thought I hate PlayStation. I Home. thought like, oh wait, here's the answer to you know like the Xbox and the Mii's and the oh, Wii's no. and all that shit. That that is a uh, Second Life without or... a point. That's what I call yeah. it. It's Second Life without a point. Second Life has a point? No, it doesn't. But neither does PlayStation Home. The home is below that. I hate PlayStation Home. I have I'm going some to find gay the German guy coming up and trying to dance on me <laughs> within like a few minutes that I left my little pad, and then I couldn't figure out I, how to leave the well, world. Every time you leave to go somewhere, you have to wait for the damn place that you're going to next to download. Yeah, well, I, after the, the gay German dude danced on me, and I went to the little theater... And thought like, oh, well, I'll just watch these previews and realize it's really fucking lame to try to watch a preview when they're modeling the, the, the theater, too. So you see, like, the whole theater and everything. It's like, no, 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 I just want to zoom in on the preview and give me the full HD experience of the preview of this game. Not this little, like, hey, look at a movie theater that's running the that's, preview. That's called the PlayStation Store. <laughs> you download those trailers. Um, yeah. So I left there, and then I was like... I. I walked back out of the theater, and the, the gay German dancing dude was was still there, and I just wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave the damn PlayStation home, and, like, I could not leave. There was not a menu option to leave that fucker. Like, I was just going through all the, the, the little menus, the tiny-ass little menus, even in-game, like, hitting all the buttons, the back button, you know, going through all the different menus, the start, and all that shit. There's no, like... Get me the fuck away from the German dude. He's creeping me out. I'm, I'm going to have to give you a little tutorial on... No, because I'm never going back. Like, there, was a, there was a power cycle involved, and I'm never returning to PlayStation Home. No, if not, I could delete not that fucker from the menu, just, I would. You know, that, that little PS button, it's got a whole little crossbar that comes up, and one of them is quit game, or <laughs> go to other go to other options. It's a fair... You know, if you've... You've used the 360. The man was traumatized. It's, <laughs> you can't well, be, no. The question is, what remote were you using? Because maybe he didn't have the PS button. Maybe he was using my 360 controller. What the crap, man? Is that the problem? <laughs> By the way, the PlayStation controller sucks balls. What the hell? Oh, screw you, man. That, that that the triggers the are controller. weak. The triggers are weak, and the little thumbsticks, it... it it vaguely reminds me of playing on a man's balls. Like, it, it's just, they're wicked. Wow! And they roll so... around all the place, you know, <laughs> there's no tension to them whatsoever. Okay, besides the obvious, you know, tangent of talking about your experience with men's balls, um, I'd say that I think PlayStation has had the best controller oh, design shit. of all freaking since, time. Since day one. Ever. I mean, and maybe, I don't know how big of a PlayStation user you were. But um, this is the first PlayStation. No, I, and I gave it to Sicily, so technically oh, I don't own it. This is the first PlayStation I've ever purchased. I still don't own one. I guess. They, they've had the same like design more. since PlayStation One days, but it, it fits in your hand <laughs> you really you well. Huh? Did you drop your stuff? I dropped my stuff here. I dropped my worm. <laughs> well, it has you a probably, worm in it. You can't get much worse. <laughs> I don't feel like tasting the hair. Cat I can feel the worm. I can see it sticking out. I see it. But uh, I always felt like, you know, with the PlayStation controller, everything was there, you know, in my hands. On the Xbox controllers, 
I feel like I'm having to reach across to get that right analog stick. So you definitely did not like the classic Xbox. Oh, I hated it. I I hated those things. Not at all. I'm like the only person in the world that liked that thing. You mean the one that's made for gorilla hands? I liked it. It was fine. I hated the the smaller version. I like the smaller version. I think the, the 360, 360 controller. I kind of like it. It's a little bit different angle. The 360 like controller it. is, by process of elimination, better than the first two. Still not as good as the PlayStation controller. Uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty. Maybe it's what you're used to. Like I feel, I feel clunky with the, the 360. Yeah. Like the PlayStation, it's a lot smaller, and I can my fingers wrap well and everything. With the 360, yeah. you're just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah, I think you have to reach across to to get yeah. the things on that. It's it's not. But I mean, the controller isn't like you know, like the original Xbox controller where it's completely oversized, but it's not so oh. small that you're you got to the worm. And and, and also, just, there's a little crunchy part I just pulled off. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's a leg. Nice worm still has. And, legs. and also, if if you're a fighting game fan and you don't own a high end joystick, I'm not a uh, don't don't bother with the 360 because D-pad sucks. I've sucked at every fighting game ever, so. It's not a factor of the controller. It's a factor of me. The only fighting game I buy anymore is DOA, so I can look at the boobs. At least when I'm losing, I can look at the boobs. You know? You're one of those that did the... Every time you fought Sonya in Mortal Kombat, you swooped her to death. I played Sonya. That was my Mortal Kombat character. That's what killed my fighting game career, because they killed off Sonya. Like, she wasn't in the second one. And I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. Well, I mean, if we're talking strictly fighting games, I, I don't know that I, I could play... Anybody play um, DC? Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? No, I stopped playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, when you could blow up the world in Mortal Kombat 3 and then go fight another round, I was like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> it looked kind of interesting, but just from the standpoint of the characters involved... Um, the other one, uh, anybody played Castlevania? Oh, no, no, no. Not even going to do it. I watched the video on the Wii for the Castlevania. For Judgment? Judgment, yeah. And it wasn't until halfway through the thing I realized it wasn't a JRPG and it was a combat game. Because of the way they were shooting the video and the way all the characters look. And I'm like, when the fuck did Castlevania become a JRPG? Damn it, you know, like, there's another series I'm never going to play again. And then realize, wait a minute, this no, is just a fighting game. It, it looks, you know, very anime-flavored because they got the character designer who did Death Note to do all the characters. Only now there are these abstract, stupid-looking versions of, uh, you know, classic Castlevania characters. Alucard looks weird and even more emo than a... Half human, half vampire should. Uh, Considering I never played Beyond Castlevania 2, um, I'm not up on all the characters. And apparently, uh, Simon Belmont was Symphony of the Night. That was yeah. 10 years ago. Was but I mean, there, there's games. Yeah, he was in 3 too. There's games like when you're walking by and you see them, like there's different reactions you can have. Like one is like, holy crap, that's awesome. And then there's the, hell no, I want <laughs> to burn it on this shelf. That was my reaction. I think you were actually there yeah. when, when we first saw the Castlevania Yeah, I, I wanted to exercise the evil spirits from uh, <laughs> inside of Castlevania it was, it was horrible. So, yeah. Although, I just hearing game, the, um, the old school watching. Castlevania music from Judgment, you know, redone and updated was kind of cool. Like, that, that, was, that was a selling point. Uh, just hearing the old school Castlevania music from 1 and 2 uh, during the, the little Let's combat. Let's buy the part. soundtrack then. Don't. 
<laughs> don't be a, don't be. Well, a fool. I have that. Don't I have um, I have both CDs of uh, Advantage. I don't know if you've heard of that band. Yeah. Uh, they they just play on uh, guitar, bass. They have a keyboard. I don't know if they have a keyboard. No, no. Uh, drums and such. Just have a very small setup, but they replay all the classic Nintendo songs. It's like uh, select, select start. start at I tried my PlayStation Three. I ran yeah. through. I bugged Nathan a lot of like, give me games because I don't have an Xbox. So this is not a case of, hey, I can just ignore it and and play my Xbox at Red Ring. I have nothing to play right now, and let me. T- I have a Wii, and let me tell you, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. You know. I dusted that thing off and then realized why it hadn't been turned on in six well, months. Even the games that, like, I did get into Animal Crossing for a while when everyone else was really playing it. But the problem I keep having with the Wii is if I'm going to sit down and play a game, I want to sit down and play a game. I don't want to have to, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like. Fiddle with. Apparently, I heard something too that they're no longer going to make the classic controller. What? That they lost some uh, patent lawsuit and. Never heard anything about that. I, I hadn't followed up to see if that meant that they weren't just going to issue a new version and take out whatever feature was patented of a controller. Um, but yeah, the Wiimote just is like, you can only do stupid little stuff with it. You can't have a real game with it. Yeah. They, well, Nintendo has succeeded in what they've done because everywhere I go, you know, be it at work or Target or Walmart, I hear some 40-plus old woman saying, yeah, I don't like video games, but uh, I love the Wii. Everybody should have one. But by the inverse token, the Wii is not for us. No. It's it not, not for the gamer who's been growing up playing games his entire life. Um, it's it's a party thing. It's you know, it's know People that don't play other games come to play it. You know, it's the people that liked Pong. So- soccer moms come and play Wii Fit so they can feel like they're doing something even though they're not. I like Animal Crossing, though. Yeah. Yeah, Animal Crossing had a good interface. I think the key, though, is... The bulk of the games for the Wii are party games. And as far as party games, the Wii excels. Like, hands down, these guys got it. Because when there's a big group of people over and I want to you know, play a game, that's what you go for. Because, I mean, you have the WarioWares, you have the Boom Blocks, you have you know a whole list of other games that are awesome. And it's working for them. I mean, yeah, it, I don't know great. if you guys have seen the numbers, but they are like the third largest company now in Japan. To give yeah. you an idea, they're like five times larger than Sony now. Nintendo is five times larger than Sony. Um, That's not Sony's game division. That's Sony everything. The cameras, the TV sets. They make more money off that damn little Wii and all that shit. And the stupid little party games. And not to mention their sales by themselves. Like, as I understand it, you know, Sony... Listen, Nintendo makes most of their games in-house. So the cuts they get are... Hugely larger than the cuts that Sony and Xbox are getting. Most of the popular off their titles too are in-house. Like, right? Uh, well, Twilight Princess was a good. Uh, I'll say that was a good Wii game. Uh, enjoyed that. Mario Galaxy. I haven't played. Anyway, the uh, cat walked over the keyboard and stopped it at... Uh, someone said something about Super Mario Galaxy. That was a good, no, that was a good one, too. And I haven't played Super Mario Galaxy. I haven't played Metroid Crime, uh, Cor- Corruption. Crime. <laughs> Metroid Crime. Um, Samus is... Uh, yeah, she goes into bad. prostitution. You know, I'd buy it's that. rough. Recession <laughs> 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 So, yeah, anyway, so... Wii's, yes. They, they, have, you know, they have their niche. 
but they're not really for the hardcore, I want to solo a game some way. I just haven't seen a game for it that I felt that was like that. Mario was by far the best single-player game I've seen on the Wii. Animal Crossing, I know, is really, it's, it's like this insanely addictive game, but, you know... It looks like the DS version, though. Yeah. What I mean, is, it doesn't seem to be anything new of significance. There, there's the it's wireless play game. where you can, you know... Yeah, but you got your stupid friend code. Yeah, bullshit in that. Um, that's what well, that's, 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 that's what we more than anything. But the thing is, once you get it set up, you don't have to enter the friend code every time. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just yeah. having it, just that I can't, like... Uh, like, to me, like, the ultimate is Burnout Paradise. You know, you're just driving around, and you push up on the D-pad, and boom, you're on the same street you were single-player, now you're in a multiplayer game. Like, it's found the game, it's matched, you're in. You didn't have to find anybody or do anything. If I want to go into a friend-only game, I can choose that option. But just have, you know, there's and no you option to friends by jump into a, a random online game. Speaking um, of identify friends by their game. Like, I didn't buy, I bought Animal Crossing for my 8-year-old. Uh, and I didn't buy the We Speak edition, and so I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't buy it. So there's not going to be a lot of like yelling and swearing on the Nintendo like the Xbox. Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so one of the fun things about Animal Crossing um, that I'm sure, but that that's can... a factor of the fact that you know the people that you added because you have to know their. Friends. No, you know, no, no. Listen to this though. One of the fun things about Animal Crossing is whenever you're interacting with your people. They'll come to you and say, hey, you know, I want to sound cool. What can I say to people to sound cool? And you get to type it in. And at that point, anytime right. someone visits your town, they see that. So Did you hear about the uh, version of the Wii game that went out to the press? Yeah. The reviews yes. that had racial slurs. Because they had uh, uploaded onto the Wi-Fi network and somebody else in one of their towns had programmed one of the animals to say a racial slur so they their <laughs> character picked up that racial that our slur. American racial slurs have crossed oceans to Japan, you know? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So, um, anyway, it's fun. Well, I mean, the fact there is stuff gets passed around between you know, people who play the game, so yeah, you can I can understand why you wouldn't want uh, just random strangers running around your town uh, posting it? notes. What was it that one of my rabbits said last night? Uh, holy balls, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because they pick that up, right? If you share a game or if you join a game with somebody else, right, your townsfolk mm-hmm. may pick up sayings that their townsfolk know. Yeah. Yep. Just yep. like uh, how my little Hitler may will go out and parade on uh, other people's maze. Yeah. <laughs> Like Poland or something. Yeah. Oh, but I ran through the entire PS3 catalog and came to the conclusion the only thing that has come out that is PS3 exclusive, because anything that's not PS3 exclusive, I've determined I'm going to buy on the Xbox, because Microsoft will buy those developers off, like GTA 4, and make sure there's exclusive content or something to the Xbox version to one up the PlayStation. And I'm surprised that Sony hasn't caught on to that racket yet and done the same thing in reverse and seek popular cross-platform titles but make it so that there's something on the PlayStation version that you know there's some exclusive rock band tracks only for PS3 I don't think they care because you know so far it's been like well apparently from their budget and their uh, losses reported last year they may start to care they may start to catch on to I I don't think that exclusive content has anything to do with why they're Third, I think price point has to do with it primarily. They're trying to sell 
It has a multimedia device. But you haven't seen device. the um, Excel spreadsheet of why they're better? They have a... Um, Sony put out, uh, comparing to the PlayStation uh, 3, to the Wii and the Xbox 360, talking about how, like, if you add on everything to their systems to make it equivalent to what comes with the PlayStation, that they're the cheaper deal. You are correct. Yeah. And I'm sure you're correct, but I don't have to shell out $500 at once. You know, I can buy the $200 Xbox, and I think that's a big deal that there's a $200 Xbox to get you in, and then they sell them the $150 hard drive. And that's why I'm saying that's that's why they're in third. It has less to... I'm not saying that the exclusive content doesn't play a factor, but I'm saying it has... That's probably a far more nominal. Well, part I, don't think, of the I don't think that sells that. consoles so much as I have both now, and that weighs my decision as to which platform I buy that on, and ultimately which platform I play it on. So um, it, it came down to the only game that I want to play is Metal Gear Solid Four. However, so I've not played Metal Gear Solid Three, or Two, or One, and so since I figure I'm not going to have an Xbox for like six weeks at least anyway. While it's getting repaired, might as well play one, two, three. Wow, pure hardcore. I'm surprised that uh, Resistance didn't flip on your radar it, it, at all. Um, he mentioned it. It looks like a first-person shooter type. Yeah. And I'm so let down right now from the suckage that was Fallout Three and Fable Two. I didn't get my deep game fix. You know, like sometimes I'm in the mood for a deep game, and a first-person shooter is not that. No, um, and it's like so. I'm at a point where I want like a de- I want a four games in a row of Metal Gear Solid, and then after that, I'll come up and maybe I will be like Resistance. Like I just need something I don't think on. Although I have that right now, it's sitting unwrapped on my desk. Gears of War two, I just have no Xbox to put it in. Yeah. Well, so going, you actually hit a neat point. Is whenever if you have both systems. And, you know, the whole advent, and I call it an advent because it's, it's a relatively new thing that you see a lot more of, of cross-platform games because you see more and more of these, like, staunch titles it's falling new, over. It's new for serious titles. Yeah. It's not yeah. new for your movie titles. Right, and yeah. Your, your knockoff crap. But it, it's, it's really interesting, but, like, what is the determining factor for you choosing PS3 over Xbox when you're choosing the game? For me personally... And then I'm sure you guys will chime in what you want. It's the controller makes a heck of a difference for me. I like the interface for a PS3 better as far as getting into the game. Uh, PS3 is really great because they kind of have that whole black magic going on. Like, oh yes, you play. Did a you DVD? bite his head off? Uh-uh. Oh, I thought oh. we had a bitten one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool. Like, this isn't really for a game, but if you like put in a DVD in a PS3 and play it two years ago, and then you come back and you put it back in. It will remember freaking where you were at, which is so nice. Yeah, when you're when you're doing uh, marathon anime sessions, like uh, when I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho or Code Geass. Yeah, but we're not talking about the game console. You're talking about features of a DVD player. <laughs> yeah, well, it's part of the console though. But anyway, the point I'm getting to is the, the things that make me decide is the, uh, the the controller always has a bonus point, and I like the interface and the moving into the game a lot better than I do with the 360. Now, I haven't done that much with the new 360 interface. I, I hate the new interface. I haven't turned on the 360 since I saw the new interface. Not because I've hated it, but just I haven't played the 360. I'm indifferent on the new interface, although I love me some fucking Netflix on that box. That's what I'm going to miss most right now, which, again, is not... You know, the original thing is, like, what game do you buy 
you buy the PS3 version or you buy the 360, uh, it doesn't matter about how well it plays back a DVD or you were telling the game. Um, I, I like, we've already discussed, I like the other controller. I like the 360 controller better. Um, but uh, I, I find, and I like the, the, the content, you know, matters. Not, whether or not I ba- buy it, if, if I know that, hey, Xbox, like GK4, I'm just going to wait until it comes out. Or until my Xbox comes back and get it because there'll be content for. Um, but um, there wasn't a whole lot of exclusive games, period, though. Like when I started running down the list of what were the big exclusives, that was seemed to be small. Like PlayStation 3 seems to really fall behind in terms Here's, of exclusives. I have a theory about that. If you were to take a list of like the what you would consider the best of the quote unquote hardcore PlayStation 2 exclusive franchises, most of those have not released a title on the next generation platform yet. No, it's been a long time, like, well, Final Fantasy being a big one. Yeah, Final Fantasy would be a big one. Um, and there's still supposed to be some exclusive stuff to uh, this PlayStation 3 yeah, on it, it's, right? Yeah, it's going to come out well before the Xbox 360 version by probably about a year or so. Because <laughs> they're not even going to begin development on the 360 port until after the PS3 version is done. The PS3 version won't be done in Japan See, I mean, until the that's middle a game, of this year. That's a game that has a compelling reason you want it on the PlayStation yeah. 3. It's going to have more features and more things. Unfortunately, I hear it's still going to be a JRPG, so I won't be playing it. Which, which is why it's very dangerous. Which is fine, but <laughs> if, if you go down the list of a lot of those major franchises, we've not seen installments on um, PlayStation 3 yet. And a lot of that is... PlayStation 2 did so well, they're kind of a victim of their own success. They didn't just uh, There are abandon. new games coming out for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Persona 4 that I was talking about the game of the podcast, PlayStation 2 game. Asked for it for Christmas. I've been playing it for 60 hours on my PS3. And and the PS3 doesn't play PS2 games. Uh, mine does. Yeah, they do. What do you mean they don't? Uh, the, the new ones don't. Oh, so that's really? a factor of the new ones. I didn't know well, that. Yeah. Oh. I bought the Metal Gear Solid So is that version. how they drop down the prices then? Yes. Ah, that blows. Uh, do you still buy the, the ones that do play PS2 games somewhere? Um, uh, no, I, I mean, I got the top no, line current one. No, you... you oh, your stuff? The, the last one that they put out was the Metal Gear Solid 4 bundle. It was an 80 gig, had backwards compatibility. Uh, Walmart was giving you back $100 on any Blu-ray player, so I bought it for $400. So I, I, and that was right when the new uh, DualShock came out as well, so I got the best of... Every possible scenario. That, that was the moment to, if you were going to get into one, because that's about what I paid for. That is what I paid for the the, the one I got now. Yeah. I have to admit, I mean, that really blows chunks. Not being, not having the backwards compatibility. Uh, yeah, but we have a PS2 in the house too. So I mean, well, no, that sucks though, because I don't want to have to leave 500 things hooked up. I already got three. Not only that, but you but, can store your saves internally on your uh, yeah PS3 and on your backwards compatibility on on your backwards compatible PS3. You can put in a PS1 game and turn on your, your PSP and do the remote play and play your PS1 games on your PSP, which is something I've been doing. I've been getting uh, new life out of you know, 10, 15-year-old games because I can play them on a handheld. I can remote access through anywhere that has Wi-Fi, turn on my uh, PS3 here at the house, and uh, play a PS1 game if I had the foresight to put one in there before I left. Interesting. So... Uh, I don't have PSP, so... PSPs are so good. Yeah. Uh, I got the DS, the which again, system. I tried to find like some game for the DS, but Nintendo just seems to have gone the way... I mean, there's no... 
I mean, I'm not saying Nintendo ever had adult level games, but they did have deep games. They're going to be really games game. that could be entertaining that necessarily weren't, you know, GTA 4 and Metal Gear Solid level um, content. But, you know, I mean, they were still great games in their own right. Um, let me interrupt really quick. We have a, a breach of the worm sticking up here where Crystal has managed to chew around it. Yum. So you're going to eat that worm? No. About said. No. Come on. Um. What do you want? We'll give you a round of applause. <laughs> you will be forever known as the Tequila Girl on the podcast. I don't know that that's. Oh, a good thing. she did it! She did it! Oh! She just bit the head, the head off the worm. What does it taste like? Dude, the worm is candied at this point. I mean, it's it tastes not... like the sucker. Yeah. Wow. He's soaked yeah, in tequila. Tastes, it tastes a little sweeter. It, oh, if. If you soak something in tequila and then wrap it in sugar, I don't care what it was when it started. It's good now. <laughs> I would uh, like to formally introduce the, the tequila girl. The tequila girl. On the podcast. The one um, lady. And I will make an Xbox community game of tequila girl versus Obama girl. A little fighting game. Uh, right. <laughs> that will take place. So have you guys tapped into that at all? Have you checked out the ass load of shit that is the Xbox community games. No, specifically no. because is it that bad? of what you're about to tell us. There is a game on there that has no graphics. And you play a monster who lives in a pit who's blind. That's why there's no graphics. <laughs> People fall into your pit and you can hear them fall. And then you move over to them and hit the A button to eat them. Or it'll make a sound if you're not close enough when you try to eat them. So you're trying to, like, locate. Now, being deaf in one ear, suck at this game. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, like that game is dog. five bucks on the Xbox community uh, to download. Um, what else is on there? I, sign, sign Rider. Dude has an oscilloscope, like an 8-bit Atari-looking oscilloscope of, of, of sine waves going up and down. And has a little dude on a surfboard who goes up and down with them. And that's all you do. You hit a button and he jumps, and that's it. And, and you paid money to be able to access this No, no, all of yeah. these um, have preview versions. Okay. <laughs> um, all the community games are required to have preview versions. But, I mean, I have not found one. I love the idea. I love the idea because this is kind of your <clears throat> taking your braid to the next level, right? Like your independent game development shop. All that's required to write this game, you download the Microsoft uh, Visual Studio and uh, the XNA plugins for free, cost you nothing, um, and then you join the Xbox community, which costs you $90 a year, um, and I think you have to be a gold member. So that's and another that, $50. So another $50, so $90 plus the $50, so $140 a year. And that lets you not only you know write games uh, and publish them to the community, but you can also load the homebrew games right onto your own 360 for testing. Um, so you're, you get you totally unlock your Xbox to to run uh, anything just like a development kit at that point. You turn your Xbox into a development kit and can run things on there. And I was even playing around with it a little bit. You can even debug on your you know running code on your live Xbox and and do some debugging. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of nice. But in practice, it has been bad, bad clones of games that are horrible 
Um, you know, like everybody coming to make another tower defense game, which doesn't even play well on a console to begin with. You know, that's totally a mouse game when you play any kind of tower defense uh, type of crap. But <clears throat> so yeah. it's just cool though because like, hey, you go in there and Microsoft only keeps, I want to say like a third. Or it's like thirty percent. It's something I was surprised how low it was. You keep like seventy percent of the profit, and I think you can list your game up to eight bucks. So, out of curiosity, has there been any attempt at, like, emulators or anything to run across this? I think you've run into problems there. But there is a can't. there is a, um, an agreement that you sign, um, and you're not going to get away with the ob- obscene, vulgar pornography either. So, I don't think that's stuff they're going to allow. To the old Atari can... game where uh, you're running around as a cowboy and you're humping oh, the Indians? <laughs> well, the, the, the thing... Game. Yeah. The thing <laughs> Is I mean you could distribute the source code for that so that someone else who had um, XNA and the 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 Creators Club membership could take the code and load it on theirs. But you run into problems with like I don't think you actually deal with files. You actually have to put all your content, all your graphics, all your music and stuff. It goes through some sort of content pipeline, and um, you would have to compile it in, and so that would be. Um, Kind of awesome. I'm getting porn spam to my work phone. I just got... Not work email. Not email. Text message porn spam to my work number. Um, Favecute.com. Lottie said you would really want to see that site. It came to my work number as a text Sweet. message. <laughs> you should reply. That is awesome. You should reply and say, awesome site... Something. I, I mean, God forbid I try to email somebody that has an at Yahoo address <laughs> on an actual business matter. You know, um, that'll be immediately blocked, but, you know. Text messages. Yeah, sadly, Chad is no longer, uh, uh, Torgo is on vacation and no longer answering spammer emails, so uh, we can't forward that on to him. Uh. Uh. Oh, um, interesting. So I'm not really digging my worm out here, but I've been for like the last 15 minutes licking the back of a worm. Damn. Uh, I don't seem to be making progress into... Uh, oh, yeah, you're, you're getting down. It takes a while, then. This thing smells like dirt. It smells like dirt now. Yeah, this is this is why I can't... I can't... I, at this point, though, I mean, Crystal's already claimed buying another worm, so it really doesn't matter yeah. at this point. Yeah, well, she, she has set the bar that really we're all just pretenders at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a race for a second. Um, Let's see, I was trying to unearth the whole thing and just kind of peel it out. Yeah, even if you're unearthing it, you're still licking it. See, I can only lick, like, my problem is I have mine mostly (laughs) excavated, but, like, if I lick one side, I'm licking its feet. Mm. That just seems wrong. So I'm working on the side with the back. And you eat chicken. That's good that somebody caught it. What do you mean I eat chicken? Chickens eat poop. Uh, Yeah. Uh... Well, yeah, well, but not it's not eating here. it directly. It's <clears throat> as long as it's indirectly. It's all part of the circle of life, Billy. Do you eat the livers? Yes. That's where all the nasty stuff is. <laughs> no one can say that word without starting to sing Elton John there. <laughs> oh, man. Remember that one. Was it Elton John? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not as bad as the one and a half hour Brian Adams video. Which was... Which was the movie Spirit? Oh yeah. Horses. Oh, see, I was thinking of Robin Hood. Uh-uh. Oh, Robin Spirit Hood was. There's no talking. It's just, just a bunch of horses and, and Brian Adams. It's one of those things I just don't understand, like Spirit or the the Penguin movie that came out not March, too long ago. March the, the Penguins. I just 
I kind of like that. I can't fathom. It wasn't like a movie. It was a documentary. Like, were you expecting, like, plot points of the penguins and, you know, betrayal of the relationships? Well, I didn't know, like, the way they presented it, it sounded like a French movie. So that's what you expect. Well, they wanted your money. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't get it. Like, I haven't even watched it, but I've seen pieces of it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it's, like, it's a documentary. It's not a movie. And I was expecting... It may sound like a movie. I don't I mean, know. I watch a lot of shit on Nova and Discovery and, and crap like that to begin with. So, you know, when it comes out, it's like, oh, it's a documentary and it's got Morgan Freeman narrating. I'm there. You know? <laughs> God is narrating this. What What more do you want? That's, that's so interesting. Like, any any actor that you say you want actor synonymous with God, it's Morgan Freeman. Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman. Well, it used to be George Freeman. He's God and the president. How's that possible? He's Look, President God. He's president God. <laughs> oh, Could it be man. President God-elect? Oh, yeah, well. Is that like waiting to take over? <laughs> It'd just be President-elect God, because, you know, God is God. He wouldn't be elect he, he always has been, so. <laughs> I imagine there's no elect about it, sir. Uh, I found out the other day, I was reading an article, and found out that uh, in Canada, oh. um, game developers, among game developers, women make more money than men. Really? Yes. So I'm I'm claiming 2009, with with you know Obama winning the White House and this fact in Canada, 2009 is the year white male doesn't mean shit anymore. It's over, guys. By the end of 2009, we'll go like, how the f- what the fuck? It just all went away. So there is something here to begin with. So let's start uh, lobbying for affirmative action to come back because. 2010, we may need it. I, I was about to say, that that's 50 years ago. I don't remember getting any particular benefits of being a white Here's, male. I was going to say, affirmative no, action I at that point I, just, see, becomes like, uh, it just becomes like WoW or an MMO at some point. Like, well, this year you guys get nerfed and you guys get buffed. And <laughs> that's the thing. I, I don't really feel like I've had like any major advantages. But or like Not anything, is, or anything that's like happened that's like because I was Mike Mail, I got that. But I don't know that for a fact. Like I don't know like what would have happened if I wasn't. So I'm just kind of preparing for the inevitable here and go for the worst side of it. Uh, here's an interesting fact, though. So you know, looking into affirmative action, and uh, I read the book Outliers uh, in there. And at one point, MIT, I think it was some some legal law school. That wouldn't be MIT, would it? Be Michigan? No. Um, they, good law school apparently, takes the best of the best, a very, very cream in the crop. Um, but they instituted an affirmative action plan, right? So they were taking, you know, minority students because they were up in, it's Michigan guys, you know, it's like they're all white, right? Um, they were taking, you know, minority students and such to balance it out, affirmative action style. And there was a lot of uproar because these students didn't have as high of scores on all of the LSAT and tests and such that, um, have you done that before, Nathan? Huh? Look like you've done that before. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's had experience. Hey, <laughs> yeah, whatever gets the job done, him. Um, all for that. All right. So, anyway, th- these students <laughs> did not have the scores that the the other students had that had earned their way in, quote unquote, earned their way in. They did studies years after, like ten years after affirmative action, of where did these guys go on in their legal career. And it made zero difference. The test scores made zero difference? The affirmative action students that were placed there, quote-unquote, artificially because their test scores weren't high enough, but they were placed there based on race and minority you know, conditions. Uh, and the students that were, you're white, but they, they had nailed it, LSAT, they had the top of the top, they were 1% of their group. 
over the course of their career, didn't make a single difference. There was no difference statistically or even otherwise. Like between when you looked the two at groups? It, between the two groups. Like the, the students that were placed there through affirmative action, 10 years later in their careers were making just as much money, had just as many owners and workers and such in that group as there were in the all-white, but the ones who quote-unquote earned no. it. And it just proved it. it was like, so, you know, I, the older I get, the more left I lean. But it's just like, it's like you know, it's not so much... The um, the school has to take the top tier, and that that is what makes it successful. It's the opportunity. Exactly. Right? You know, it's just having the access to the opportunity. Um, yeah. It's like we were talking about before the podcast with IQ over one twenty. Like once you hit one twenty, anything above that is doesn't help you success in life. You've just hit the floor of that, and anything above that is is nice. But it's not going to help you out, and you're not going to be more successful to become a, and you're not going to be a Nobel Prize just necessarily because you have 200 IQ. It doesn't provide you with any more opportunities no. than you would have You already have to obtain them. The problem with that, though, is I agree wholeheartedly with you. It is opportunity. It, it boils down to the person and the opportunity. Because you can have people totally unmotivated. Right, and that's what the, the floor is. The 120 right. IQ is the floor. Like, these are the right people, they but are then, intelligent enough. How do you determine, like, say, if you're running a college, well, keeping that in mind? And how this is where determine? I go so far left, I'm like communist. I'm going to the point where, you know what, you just take everybody that crosses, you set your floor of acceptance, okay? Like Harvard. Harvard has, like, some 60,000 people apply. They accept 2,000 a year. Harvard Law. Um, so it's insane. And, you know, of those 60,000, 30,000 are probably meet the, the minimum requirements. You take those 30,000 and you lotto them. You just throw them in a lotto and it's random. Because we're showing you, the studies are showing you it doesn't matter. The 2,000 that get in are going to be just as successful whether they were at the bottom of the, the spectrum or the high end of the spectrum. They were all above the minimum requirements. They were all the kind that would work hard enough to have a um, qualifications to get into Harvard. But at that point, you know, such a shot in the dark... Then you get into it, and so yeah. Now I'm like, so you're saying so long as you just lotto it, just yeah. like everybody that qualifies, just randomly pick from that group. Uh, don't try to balance it or anything. You know, if it gets skewed one year, go well. Not interesting. Numbers are not random. Numbers are very streaky. So um, you know, you just take it for what it is. The but then that way, everybody in that thirty thousand has a has a shot, an equal shot to get in there. Because at the end of the day, ten years later. They're all going to be making the same amount of money, and it doesn't matter where, if they were in the top 1% of that 30000 or the bottom 1%. I don't know that the lotto would have the same effect as, uh, because what, what you're looking at with the, the affirmative action study is whether they got in because, you know, they met all the requirements or because, you know, their test scores were artificially inflated or whatever they were claiming. These, these are at least people who had to go through a selection process. If you... You know, above and beyond but the, the, the standards. At, at Michigan, the um, the students that because Michigan is not Harvard, so it's a little bit easier yeah. to get into Michigan law. True. But the students that were put in on affirmative action did not qualify from the, Michigan's very high bar. Okay. So they they wouldn't have qualified except for affirmative action. But the right. point is, is they were already. It's like saying I don't know what the exact scores of the LSAT, how the LSAT scored. Say it's zero to one hundred. They're saying we want ninety eight and above. And they drop it down to 90 and above to well, get the affirmative action students in. And it's saying, hey, the guys that were 90 and above do just as damn well as the guys that scored 100 on the cell set. I think... Because other of, things play in beyond 90. I think part of the problem with this, with this argument, and I'm, 
you know, this is an easy thing to say, but there's a lot of factors at work here. I mean, why did they succeed? Is it because they had the title? Is it because they had the, the talent? Um, you know, one of the big things, like, we've all worked with idiots who you think, how in the crap did they get this job? I mean, what was it on their resume that put them in this position because I am doing their freaking job for them ten times over? The book Outliers, that I mentioned that I read this in, is basically about um, the idea that we hold in the U.S. that there's these outliers, there's these Bill Gates guys that go and do amazing fucking things to become the richest man in the world. And it's like, yes, Bill Gates is smart. Yes, Bill Gates worked hard. But the majority of Bill Gates' story is he's damn lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, all of your Silicon Valley titans, Steve Jobs and the guys that started Sun and the Michael Dell, Bill Gates, they were all born 55 and 54. All of them. All of them. All of their partners, Steve Ballmer and the other guy, I can't remember his name at Microsoft, Paul Allen. They Paul Allen the and uh, the three guys that started Sun and all their partners were born, you know, Wozniak, born 1955, 1954. Why? Well, you have to have been born in 1954 to um, be at the right age when the, the worm come out. Oh, you got the whole worm out. Uh, Do the whole worm. Out. The whole worm. Ugh. Go for it. The whole worm. Dylan, you want to try it? Oh, no, 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 no. Want to no. hit a worm? No. I'd like some of it now. Crush it. Come on. Chew it a little. Oh! Oh! Oh, oh I hope that came out of the podcast. Oh. 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 There was an audible crunch. If you oh, why am I licking my fingers? Oh! Dear oh. God, man. That, that was okay. Water I didn't know you were going to go through with it. Oh! Oh. oh, oh, God. And so the reason they were all born, or the reason that you had to be born in 54 and 55 to be a, a Silicon Valley Titan, um, is you would have been at the right age to be in college when the Altair came out. The Altair being the first $400 programmable computer you could take home and write in basic. Okay. Now, the reasons that... Um, it, it takes a little bit more than that. If you were older, if you were in computer programming and you were a little older... Okay, you were born in 1950. You were already graduated from college and worked for IBM and had access to computers. So when the Altair came out, it wasn't a big deal to you because you were already programming. You had a terminal at home. You programmed. You didn't get the point of the personal computer. You, you, I have a mainframe, and you don't need a personal computer. You were too old. Too young, you're still you were in high school. You were kind of on your career track. Too young, you were, you, were, you were still in high school. But now there's other factors that go into it to make it lucky as well. Uh, Bill Gates' mom got together, they were a well-off family, a high middle-class family, and they got together with uh, uh, all the moms on the street or something, did a fundraiser, and then bought things for the school. And when Bill Gates was in 6th or 7th grade, they got together and bought a computer for the school. And the computer they bought was a time-sharing computer. This is at a time when most universities didn't have a time-sharing computer. Time-sharing being that there were 12 terminals that multiple people would log on at once versus a punch card system that only one program could run at one time and you had to schedule the time you were going to run your program. So Bill Gates' high school had a computer at a time when most colleges didn't have a computer. And not only on top of that, it was a time-share computer, meaning he could spend as much hours as he wanted on that computer. Steve Jobs lived on the same street as 
Mr. Packard, as in Hewlett Packard. Right. And when he started playing with computers, Mr. Packard found that amusing and gave him extra computer parts to play with left over from HP. What? That so, is awesome. So not only do you have now, now Steve Jobs and Bill Gates work hard, get passionate, and bust their ass off you know, doing this, but you have the fact that they were both got amazing opportunities. Right, that, that Jobs had a supercomputer or a computer to play with when most colleges didn't have one, and that Steve Jobs had computer parts to play with when, um, you know, like nobody had that. Nobody had like computer circuitry to play with and crap like that uh, at that time. And then what that allowed them to do is they had both clocked uh, over ten thousand hours with computers by the time that the Altera hit. So that's a catalyst now. The Altera changed the game because it set up the idea of a personal computer. And they had the experience to go They were already experts in the computer that could see it and run with it and build companies around it and build highly successful. And so the whole point of the book is just showing cases like this um, and that what we think of as... I mean, it goes into other things like Jewish guys are good lawyers, um, Asians are good at math, um, all of these like stereotypes... And it just breaks them down and shows that these are really products of the environment. You still work hard. I mean, the people that rise to the top are still hard workers and do diligence. That didn't get them to the top. It's just right place at the right time. And your guy, you know, it's like, what the hell? Why is he here? Right place at the right time. Oh, yeah, you I know? agree. I mean, um, as, as much as my company's tanking, it could turn out to be the right place at the right time uh, if... Let's say the bank seizes control. They decide they're going to keep it to a point where they could sell the company because the bank may decide to do that. Um, <clears throat> replace upper management, and they decide to keep me on right place at the right time. Then they sell this company to another company. It becomes a wildly successful venture. You know, and maybe I'm at the right place at the right time. I don't know that. That's a that's a suck part about it. You don't yeah. know that until like ten years after. Or, or you you're out on back. the street. Yeah. yeah. You go, no, I wasn't at the right place at the right time. No. I, was at the, I was at the right place at the wrong time um, to look at it. So the book has a wonderful sentiment of, you know, you bust hard, but you take advantage of the opportunities. So maybe maybe yeah. that is a testament to um, so, so seizing you, the you eat your worm as well? What? <laughs> it, I tastes think, it, it tastes like dirt. I think it needs to be crunched. Oh, oh no. Get, get right up on the microphone. I know. Actually, I think we're about to hit an hour. Uh, no, there's <clears throat> there's not enough left to it to crunch it, but um, I taste it, and it tastes like dirt. Well, yes. I do not want that. Is that, but, um, is that uh, an hour with or without cat edits? That's an hour. We're at an hour ten right now, and the cat edit didn't set us back ten minutes, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I've got a nice little fossil going well, yeah, on. Yeah, I think, I think we're good to, to wrap it up. All right. I think it's a good end point. We had mostly game talk and some non-game talk. Yep. Okay. So, until the 29th episode. We're nowhere near 28 episodes. You know that, right? Depends on what you count as an episode. Depends on when this is released. Maybe there'll be an additional That's true. Uh, 10 yep. episodes between now and then. That's... If we have 18. I don't know. So, thanks for listening. 